Welcome to the X's and T podcast, where we talk about X's and T with your host, Corey and Danny. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. It's always a good welcome. It is. 10 on 10. Warm and fuzzy. Warm, especially. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we're really, really excited as always, as always. I mean, I think I say that every single time. So one day we'll, we actually mean it though. Yeah. One time, (laughs) one day we'll come and, and say something completely different. But that's probably not going to happen for a while. (laughs) Um, But today, you guys, we are so excited. I'm so happy with how many people have reached out to us to speak and want to take advantage of our speak out session. Yeah, it's been amazing. I'm really excited too that I I didn't realize how many people have experienced what I did when I was in Worldwide. Literally, there's been so many like DMs, especially on like Instagram and stuff. Where people are just like, hey, I've been a part of this. Yeah. And and you don't realize how many people experience the same things until you talk to as many people as we have in just a short period of time. Cause I, I think what, maybe only a month ago yeah. we started talking about it. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited because not only do we have a special guest, this is our first international guest. This person's coming to us all the way from Canada, which I know is not super, super far, but like it's far to us. Yeah. That's like a whole foreign country to us. All right. <laughs> It's amazing that we, our podcast has traveled that far. Yeah. Somebody else has heard it, not just in Arizona. Right, right. <laughs> and not just in Oregon too. Right. That's where a lot of our people exactly. are from. Um, But we're really excited because this person has so much to talk about. And again, it's, again, it's wild just how many people have experienced the same thing. So everybody introduce, oh, we're here to introduce our friend Hope. Hi, Hope. Hello. So Hope is here with us today because as we mentioned, like, so many people have experienced the toxicity of worldwide dream builders. Way too many. Way too many. Um, so Hope, how did you find our podcast? I am in a Amway slash worldwide dream builders group on Facebook um, that I found through Z and Melody on YouTube. Yeah. And I just started looking them up and then found this group. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like there's hundreds of members. So And then you posted your podcast in there. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And I listened to all the worldwide stuff. (laughs) Um, Oh, shout out really quick. Um, We have a very faithful listener. Okay. I'm assuming that this guy has a sock puppet account in that same group. Um, Shout out, Craig. We know you're there. We know, we know you're listening. We love it. Um, Thank you so much for being a supporter, giving us another listen because um, we need to be speaking out against worldwide and more people are wanting to come forward. And even in the U S people have experienced this and apparently in Canada too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, Shout I live out. in Leduke. Yeah. I live in Leduke now, which is just about like 20 minutes, uh, South. So basically like right in the city. Yeah, I've been living here since I was 13. Yeah, I'm going to get right into how I met my upline because yeah. it was um, my stepmom's best friend, like not best friend, but like they worked together at like a different place. Uh, her name was Carol and we worked together waitressing at a bar and uh, she came to me one day and was like, why do you keep asking about my business? Why do you keep asking about it? And I was like, I don't know. I see all these vitamins and stuff. I don't know what this is. I like health. 
like I was like oh I don't know I think I like the human body like I was kind of interested in it and she's like oh well I met this uh, wealthy couple that retired in their 20s and I was like what like you need to tell me all about this like right now right um and then she just said like well no it's something that's earned and we got to go through a process and you got to meet some people and right. kind of how I got introduced uh, me and my boyfriend now husband went to this little meeting with her and I remember googling like right after I was like is network marketing a pyramid scheme right like, like yeah. literally like right after because that's all she kept saying was network marketing network marketing and I was right like, I've never heard of something like this before so right Wow. So it's yeah. somebody kind of right within your backyard. That's wild. Yeah. That's kind of how somebody I got so trustworthy too. Like somebody that was like good friends with my stepmom. I was like, oh, I trust this person. Yeah. Like, they're I'm not going to steer you her. wrong. Right. Yeah. And she's like 10 years older than me. Like I was like super interested. I was like 19. So yeah. Somebody I thought was smart. <laughs> right. And, and you think you can trust them and you're like, yeah, of course I want to hear about this business. Like that yeah. sounds really cool. Um, so when you were going through this process, right? I know in our other episodes, we've mentioned the process, right? The process, that's an interview process that mm-hmm. people go through to eventually be quote offered a, a partnership yeah. business, um, which real fast, we just want to make a disclaimer that we are in no way affiliated with the worldwide dream builders anymore. Um, Amway is just a distribution company. Nothing that we've learned is from Amway. Everything is from worldwide dream builders. And we have changed everybody's names as we do, because we ain't trying to get sued, but we also don't want to glorify anybody. And honestly, if you know, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, how many meetings did you go to before you found out the distribution company? Huh. I don't even remember. I think I might've found out in my launch. Really? Like, yeah. It was like super late. Like oh, I remember wow. just being like totally invested and then finding out there, I was like, what's Amway? Right. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, this is the thing you're signing up for. And I was like, oh. They are this? not transparent about it at all. Like not they at all. Really? And they groom you into it. They get you all hyped up and excited about this mentorship and yeah. the idea of um, what are you, retiring at a young age. Yeah. And then after you're like super excited about it, you finally hear this is Amway. And as the younger generation, I know I had never heard of Amway beforehand. It wasn't until my dad told me the story about a guy named, that he called Amway Al. And yeah. uh yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah. I've always heard of it as scam like. Oh, I got your back. <laughs> that's a legend, yeah. by the way. Uh, that's just what we call it. It's our nickname for it. So yeah, me don't too. sue us. <laughs> um, did you learn that it was worldwide dream builders before you learned about Amway? I think so. Yeah. I think I went to Dream Night and that's when they kind of were like, Oh, it's it's worldwide dream builders. And I was like, okay, that's like one of the names. Cause it was like right. right around Christmas time. So it was like, they have like a Christmas break kind of. Yeah. And it was like right into dream night after that. And that was like my first real look at a bigger function. And that's when they were like, yeah, it's worldwide dream builders. I don't even think they said Amway there though. Like at all. Right. That's so, wild. Yeah. So what year was it when you found out? I know you said you were 19, but what year yeah. was that? Uh, 2015 around Christmas 2015 so going into 2016 that's around the time yeah so just a few months before I had actually started so we're kind of talking around the same time frame here 
Yeah. Um, so what, when you're, when you, do you remember what it really, what, what your first initial like thought process was when you saw your first board plan? Um, I remember we were like super nervous at first, me and my husband, because we thought it was just going to be like these big leagues interviewing us in like right. this apartment. And then when we like showed up and there was like a bunch of people in suits in like this tiny apartment in the middle of <laughs> December, like it was so weird. We're like, oh, okay. Like we're not being interrogated. Like that's what we assumed was going to happen is they were just right. going to question us a whole bunch. <laughs> but I remember being like watching uh, Nolan right on the board and be like, this guy talks really fast. Oh my God, they do. Nice suit. <laughs> and especially when they were going through like the products and stuff, he would like literally like say Amway, but it was like so fast. Like he would not even like, he's like, blah, blah, blah. and then he would just like write out, oh, you need this much to make this much. Like, but they had so much awareness around like toxic work culture. Yeah. So like, that's kind of what drew me in was being like, oh, like, yeah, I don't want to work in the workforce. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, and they made me like question my job and like question all these things. And that's kind of like how I was like, wow, like these people are questioning the norm. Like I'm really glad about that. So that's kind of what drew me in like almost immediately is I was like, wow, like we do need to question these things that are so normal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I had a job recently that, oh my gosh, that if I would have been working this specific job, I mean, I was already sucked in, but this job had every negative characteristic that these leaders were preaching, right? They're like, you have to ask to go to the bathroom. Um, they micromanage you like crazy. Um, it's a toxic work environment. Like you're right. They do. They, um, but they need you to hear all these things. They're, they need you to relate in some way. Yep. Um, did your board plans look like this? We'll post a picture of it. Yeah, like almost <laughs> exactly. Like I got, that's the napkin plan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got the napkin plan and my first meet and greet. And this one? Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Am I bringing it back? Yeah. (laughs) I drew this out for Corey to show her what it was like. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's, it's completely accurate. Even, even here in Canada, it was exactly the same. Like nothing changed. Right. Duplication really does run thick. And that's what's sad about how we're all connected as far as leaving is that you kind of hope that maybe you're one of a few people who've had this experience and you you don't realize that almost every person who is leaving has experienced very similar things. We've had people reach out to us. We had someone reach out to us who had left kind of recently. um, And that person had mentioned like marital problems. Their upline was not helping them with their marital problems. And then they left and then they are now parting ways from their significant other because they weren't even, they were kind of pressured into the, the marriage aspect. Um, But I know all of that kind of comes down to comes later. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, so the, if you could like kind of briefly explain what was your, cause you, how long were you involved? Five years, five years. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So you probably have so much perspective. What was that first year? Like kind of going from through the process to your launch and then from your launch to maybe your kind of launch anniversary. Um, so the weird thing is, is that we didn't have enough money to launch right away. So it's like, Everything is in USD, which is like, I don't know, a million Canadian dollars. Like it's <laughs> conversions, like it's pretty high. So it was like yeah. $800 for us to oh launch, my gosh. right? So, and we had to launch separately, me and my husband. 
because we weren't married at the time. We didn't right. live together or anything. So they had us like still in the process for like a long time. Okay. So when my husband launched, I remember being like, can I just launch with him? Like, I don't get it. Right. And then they were like, absolutely not. So then he went and launched and then it took me still like two months after because I was waitressing. Right. And like my paychecks were like not even $500. Like it was all tips. So wow. Um, they were like, they were going to take away board plans. Like they were like, you're not launching fast enough. Like we need you to get into the business super fast. I remember what? that being like, yeah, it was a super big red flag. I didn't tell you guys that on our little. No, wow. Because I was thinking, yeah. like, as you're explaining this, my friend Jess, who had come on and spoke with us, she yeah. had experienced something very similar, her and her, well, now ex-husband, but when they were just dating, right, she was always like, why can't we just launch together? I don't understand. We live yeah. together. We do everything as if we're married. What's the difference? And we now understand that, that kind of like the circles, right, is that mm -hmm. they need that individual 200 PV. Because that, is that what it was for you guys, 200 PV? Yeah, it was 150. So it's like a hundred of our own and then 50 customer. I'm jealous. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We had Canadian dollars, man. Like those Canadian dollars are so much. <laughs> oh, I bet. Plus, um, did you guys have to pay for any sort of like uh customs and things like that for things to be shipped? No, that was that was all good. Um, there used to be like product pickup years oh, yeah. ago, but we didn't have that. We just delivered like straight to our door. So got it. Yeah, we didn't have to worry about that, but yeah, they almost like completely cut me. So that was like not cool. I remember like crying to my husband and being like, why are they doing this? This seems suspicious. Like, why are they trying to like make me shovel out all this money and then be like, oh, it's actually not about the mentorship. It's about the fact that you aren't launching. Right. Like, like super wow. weird. That was, yeah, super that's, that's sad. I mean, yeah. even over here, like Jess was in like, quote, in the process for almost an entire, well, for over a year, was she in the process until she finally got married? She didn't end up launching her own business because like you, she's like, I can't afford this. Yeah. She was doing, I think, caregiving at the time. She was living with, with her significant other. And I mean, they let her go to board plans, but they definitely talked behind her back all yeah. the time. And it's kind of devastating to think about that because these people are like, we're your best friends. We have your best interest, but yet mm -hmm. they're putting you in debt. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I did end up getting the money for it. And I think it was like, we got our offer in February and I didn't launch until June. So it was like a while definitely that I was like, just kind of sitting and, you know, still going to functions for free as a guest. That was yeah. really nice. But Oh, that's right. Did you go to spring leadership then just before you launched? I think so. Yeah. I think spring leadership was free for the both of us. That was first, like the, other than dream night, that was like our first major function major function so yeah wow so where is your guys's spring leadership held is it calgary just, how far is that from where you are yeah three hours south it's so still so a distance yeah but our family reunion was in spokane oh shit so, so you did, came over yeah. to the u.s for spokane for we, yeah wow yeah and well, that's, that's where when... our spring leadership was was in spokane yeah well maybe we crossed paths there's a good know. possibility, which is crazy because I, I had finally quit in, in 2019. Um, yeah. But our spring leaderships for my first two years were out in Spokane. And then the year that I left, our spring leadership finally came down and they had it at the Moda Center in Portland. Oh, man. Yeah, they for family reunion, it was the last year they had it in 2016 in Spokane for our 
leadership and then Don and Mary got their own family reunion so then it moved to Calgary here again but everything two of them were in Calgary family reunion and spring leadership and then FED was in Red Deer Red Deer is closer so right wow okay so that first year then you're kind of just living on top of the world basically right as soon as you launch oh man how you felt (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like I was so invested. I like told all my bosses about it. I would give like sass mouth to my bosses. I was like, I don't care if you fire me. Like I have this big business. Like I'm going to be a millionaire one day. Like just a sassy little 20 year old. Like, oh my gosh. They make us so pompous. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was just like, you know, I would like ask my dad, I was like, what kind of boat do you want? I was like, I'll buy you a boat one day. Like, I'm oh man. Were your like, parents supportive? Um, my dad, absolutely not. Um, he was like literally I when I told him I was going through Carol's process, he was mm-hmm. like, That's a pyramid scheme. And I was like, What's a pyramid scheme? You never taught me. Like, you know, <laughs> right. We, like, we're not taught what pyramid schemes are yeah. until we get involved, right? Yeah, but it's like, why am I gonna take your advice? you're divorced, you know, you got this, like, they taught us, like, so much. They really did. My dad was so against it, too. Like, we would get into arguments about it. The best part was, is, like, my dad, he was pretty against it for a while, like, keep trying to convince us, like, he used to yell in the living room, and he'd be like, freedom, (laughs) don't they say that to you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, my dad knows exactly what's happening here, like, that's kind (laughs) of weird. Um, and then throughout the years that we were kind of in it, my dad just kind of was like, I know, like, I don't agree with what you're doing, but you're becoming better people. And he's like, I could see like that you were growing as people. Oh, okay. Really happy about that. Like he was like, you guys are really taking this seriously and you're you're learning this leadership and stuff. Even now, since we quit, he's like, don't regret it because you are better people coming out of it. Oh, wow. yeah so yeah so he wasn't supportive of like the whole Amway thing but he definitely was like the mentorship part he was like yeah this is good and my mom did go through the process so oh really that was good yeah she came to a lot and she like cried at FED remember that oh was it the was it your first FED that she went it was my first and that's when um Nolan and Rianne that's when they first crossed as diamonds right yeah yep yeah, that's uh, when they were first diamonds. And we were like crying because like they brought their children on stage and stuff because like, and we knew their kids. Right. Like, Rihanna was pregnant most of like, most of our first, like when we were launching and stuff like that. And then right. like, to bring her little baby on stage, it was all like super emotional. And Oh, of course. You know, yeah. So you were, this is again, a crazy, even different perspective, because I was so far removed from the upline that I had that would end up going diamond, right? Taylor and his wife. Oh, but I don't remember the nickname we gave his wife to be honest. Kylie, maybe. I don't know. Taylor, everyone knows. Yeah. Taylor, the, um, uh, nightclub owner. So, you know, you know, um, but I was so far removed from them, but you, you were in like the back pocket of Mm -hmm. these like emeralds who were literally going diamond yeah wow what was that like it was it definitely got us real good I'll say that like it got us like real hooked real fast because we were like oh these people are like really actually rich like we saw Nolan's watches and you know Rianne's clothes and we saw like their cars and their house and like we've been over there and you know we used to 
um, Kate them all the time, like whenever we yeah. needed to. And it was like super weird because they were so big and we were like, oh, we know those people. We like chat with them, but now they're on this massive stage. And like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's so weird to know them personally. Like, oh, I bet. I mean, the the people my leadership like taylor's wife like when i remember when our when my upline jenny and craig went eagle and then like um jenny ended up having like lunch with taylor's wife and that was like a huge deal it was like these are royalty these are Mm -hmm. people that you're excited to move forward and i remember saying that in my first function my first function was family reunion of 2016 Mm. And I remember saying like, what other arena, if you will, or, or environment do you want your friends to become your CEO or something like that? Because yeah. you're so excited, right? For them to, to move forward. Yeah. But yeah. that's still crazy. Cause I remember looking at Nolan and Rianne and thinking, oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. are huge. Those people are like absolute royalty to me. Mm-hmm. I would kill to meet them. And, yeah. um, I think so. Nolan and Rianne, right? I think she was a she was a nurse, right? Yeah, yeah, nurse, singer, all that fun stuff, all at the same time. Wow. And she she got to retire at twenty five. I remember that being like a big thing because it only took a year or something for them to for her to retire, and then wow, two more years I think for Nolan to retire. Wow, that probably yeah. was really good information. You're like, I that's gonna be me. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's exactly wow. what I thought. Cause I was like 20, 19, 20, like it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to retire early? Seriously. Yeah. Like now I'm 26. I'm like, I was supposed to be retired last year. Right. <laughs> it just sucks. <laughs> right. It, it, I, I can relate. I've definitely had that thought too. Yeah. Um, and Nolan, he was a personal trainer, but he was like almost in the NHL. Okay. Okay. NHL. Hockey player. Right. Yeah, yeah, Got hockey it. player. He would fight everybody in the hockey arena. I remember that. So okay, now kind of thinking about the weather. Mm-hmm. Where when it was winter time, did you also experience your upline pressuring you, despite the fact that it was like below zero and like terrible roads? Um, yeah, so funny because like I have a big fear of driving in the snow. Like that's massively. fair. Ironically, like there's snow literally like seven months of the year here so it's like to have a fear of snow driving like is just a dumb fear but basically they would try to shame you for that reason like they're like you're from alberta like really yeah like oh and like this is something spicy that happened too my my friend actually passed away in october of 2016 so like still fresh in the business oh my gosh and i was like i'm and it was nolan and rianne's first open on her the day of her funeral stop and i remember being like i'm not going and they were like yeah like it's okay like you don't have to go but then they were like it was so good like it was like really good just so you know like it was so good wow. like and they just like totally tried to shame you and then carol my main upline yeah had to do an incentive for me and i was like like during this time she's like i've noticed you're kind of falling off i noticed that you're like not really all in right now so this is what i want you to do is like talk to somebody for 30 days and send me a Kate. And so I remember Kating her back and being like, 
I'm not going to do that. My friend just died. Wow. And then I didn't wow. hear back from her. Like, it was like she didn't say anything. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. That is devastating. But that honestly doesn't surprise me. I mean, honestly, like, I'm so sorry to hear about your friend and honestly, our condolences because that's tough. I mean, yeah. if even like they would really say this kind of stuff, though, I remember like the main guy who like founded worldwide, honestly, I don't have a name for his wife, but like, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. When they talked about their son passing away, mm-hmm. how they would still go to board plants, even while he was in the mm-hmm. hospital. And there were other upline like diamonds who were saying the same things. Like, it's one thing to say, you know, well, I'd rather miss my best friend's wedding that I'm supposed to be in. Right. It's one thing yeah. to say that. Sure. But when you're talking about a funeral and you're talking about people passing away and like needing the time to grieve, they did not give that. Yeah, not at all. And and she passed away in a car accident, like because of the weather. So then after that, they were like, um, we would go to board plans and they would say like, it doesn't matter the weather you're still going to drive. And at this time, I'm like, still nervous to drive because I'm like, I just lost my friend. Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, <clears throat> like, say, for example, like Corey passed away. I'm, I'm a mess for an entire year. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not going, I'm not leaving my house. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. It was hard for sure. I hate that. And I hate that. that. Did you, I mean, your boss gives you enough grief, right? At work. Yeah. I mean, if you have like, especially if you have like a toxic boss, I mean, shout out to all the great bosses out there who are super supportive and understanding of like deaths and things like that. But I've also had supervisors who were like, not compassionate. Oh yeah. I got written up at the same time for missing work, like literally for my same friend's funeral. And they like, it was not really like a write-up. They would give you like points. Oh, okay. And they like went to give me a point. I was like, I'm not signing the sheet. And they're like, right. you missed a shift. And I was like, I didn't choose for my friend to die. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we didn't know that. And I was like, how did you not know that? Right. <laughs> like, it's, it, it was, it was a crazy time. And then oh, yeah, worldwide, not giving me the benefit of the doubt either. Like that sucked. <laughs> like, it was, oh, I bet. Yeah. Cause at least your work is paying you. Right. Yeah. At least they, they, I don't want to say they have a reason, but I could understand a greedy ass boss being like, Hey, this sucks. But these people, right. Who are claiming to be your best friends, your quote, best friends for life. You're going to travel the beaches of the world with them. Right. Yeah. Are not allowing you this opportunity to heal yourself. Yeah. Because I'm not making the money. That's the thing. Like I wasn't making the money by going out and building my business, which inevitably builds theirs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I could see that that's what was happening as I was like, oh, like first me not launching and them trying to be like, you either launch or you're out or, and this whole like funeral, that was like my first year. I don't know how I didn't jump out, but I was like, really wanted to be rich. So like, (laughs) oh, I bet. And you know what, now that I'm like thinking about it, because I, I remember listening to the Canadian leaders and thinking that they are ruthless. So Don and Mary Mm-hmm. are Nolan and Rianne's upline diamond. Like they're up yeah. and they're like direct, right? Well, and not direct because um, Rianne's between. brother. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, but they passed their brother. Right. So that's why I was like, oh, you can pass people. That's exciting. Right. But yeah, uh, Don and Mary were very interesting. They were also very ruthless people. I remember that they ended up getting their own family reunion when I was in which was yeah. pretty interesting. That was like an exciting time. I remember because I was like, I don't have to go to Spokane. <laughs> I don't have to use my passport anymore. Oh, right. I can imagine. That's yeah. a, Did you drive or fly? We used a bus. Okay. We oh, left wow. at 11 p.m. 
and we got there at like seven in the morning and we busted all of us it was not a good time wow. I my no, poor husband you. slept on the floor my husband's six six and he let to lay on the ground like he's gonna fit like it was it was not a good time I remember that not being a good time at all wow yeah that doesn't surprise me though because they always try to cut corners with things with how much they're like they want you to spend all this money but they're always so cheap about things yeah and we would always we would drive up to Spokane too which from Portland is about a five five hour drive ish and I my first time was fun because it was just Mm -hmm. my upline they weren't eagles yet but it was my upline my upline back then was so dope I loved them they were all around my age super awesome We had a fun time. And my son would come with us because my sister lives in Pasco, which is on the way to Spokane. And she would watch my son. Yeah. For those weekends. Oh, sweet. Yeah. My second spring leadership was horrible. Oh man. (laughs) My, this is when that that one girl, that That psycho girl. Yeah. The psycho girl that I freaking hated, like her boyfriend is cool. I actually, we still talk on Snapchat every once in a while and he's not in the business anymore. Um, but that girl that he, they don't, they like ended up breaking up, but she was, she made the whole trip miserable. And I'm sure you can relate that there were some people who were like, guess. Yeah, definitely. Some people like we had through the process and launched like that. I was like, oh, we should have never done that. These are not good people. Like, right. I remember cutting a guy and this is like all my call because he was like, I'm not going to FED. I'm my stomach sore. And I was like, okay, I'm done with you now. I was like, just did not even give him the benefit of the doubt. But that's how you're taught to be. They, yeah. teach you if you're like, if like they would say, um, if they have to work that weekend and they don't call out of work to come to this, they're not dedicated. Yeah. Oh, I got fired from a job too, for spring leadership. Really? They, it was a mandatory weekend. And they were like, you need to go to work. And I was like, I'm not going. And they were like, well, you need to, you're going to get fired. And I was like, I'm still not going to go. Wow. And then I, I didn't show up and they like called me a million times and then I wasn't on the schedule anymore. Wow. So, yeah. so what, what was that like? Um, that was honestly a very toxic job. Oh, so, so you're okay with all it. in all, like I was like, I'm good to be done with this place. Anyway. Yeah. So a couple of weeks before the boss like yelled in my face and I was like, don't yell. Well, we can yeah, talk. Yeah. Like, yeah. We can just have a conversation. So I was like, oh, right. uh, I was like kind of done with it and it was the perfect weekend to screw them over. Oh, sure. So <laughs> I was I like, it. this is, I'm okay to not be here anymore. So right. that's where I met my upline too, was at that job. So got it. Yeah. I was okay with being done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're going through your first year of business. Um, and then you're kind of entering your second year. What was that second year like? The second year was my honeymoon stage. That's when I like really like had a great time. Like really? I was like, okay. this is so good. I think I got, I got a really good waitressing job in November of 2016. And I was like, I love this job. It's so good. And it was like literally like five minutes down the road and it was like mad money and that was really good. And they were completely understanding about time off. Yeah. So like I can make it to every plan. I think that's when we took the most people through the process and made an incentive. Oh, so it was wow. like our first incentive ever that we got to go to Don and Mary's house. And that oh, was like wow. really exciting. And then we had to do like a treasure hunt in Leduc, which was interesting. Like it was a fun time. We had a, like a really fun time. That second year was probably my favorite year wow. ever. But we also took a vacation. So 
when we took a vacation they were not happy oh yeah I bet how dare you spend money yeah yeah it was not even like the money like we were like um gonna drive down to Waterton which is only like a five-hour drive it's right on the border between Montana and BC so it's like right in the corner of Alberta and it's one of the nicest places like I've ever been in my life and then we're gonna go to Drumheller and then to Calgary because we're gonna go to family reunion like right after and we're like it'll only be a couple of days like we'll just go and then we're going straight into a major function so we're not gonna lose focus right that was our mindset and they still were kind of like hmm I don't know. Nolan would always say, he's like, I took a two week vacation and it put me back six months. And I was like, "Mm." it was so bad. There was so much of life. Like, I don't think I've even been on a vacation since because of that. Like not only because of that, but also the pandemic. Sure, That didn't help, but it was, yeah, they definitely, they didn't really say much to me, but they definitely hinted at it. Oh, sure. They're always passive aggressive with how they say things. It's always like, you'll wait till you go diamond, then you'll go on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, and then the vacations will be paid for. Yep. Like Like, your one vacation is going to be because Amway paid for it. Yeah. But how do they even like, that was the thing they would always preach. They were like, oh, you're going to have so much vacations. You're going to have so much time, but they don't have time. They don't. They would always say they did, but they didn't have any time. Like I remember them talking about one of the double diamonds that was um, just above Donna Mary um, and she was a single and she would do a hundred cates a day. Like, how do you have time for that? Yeah. You don't have time to, like they say they lounge around and stuff, but they don't. They, between all of the board plans that they have. And I know, I'm sure at some point they still have council sessions, maybe like not the top, top people, like the, the crowns, if you know, you know, yeah. Um, I'm sure they probably don't do them anymore, but I would imagine that even like diamonds, they do council sessions with their emeralds, with their platinum. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking, I was like, I might just stop at emerald because emeralds just seems like beautiful. I thought that too. Like, I was like, oh, you don't have to do rallies. You don't have to do opens. You don't have to do like all of these crazy things. And you're still making like almost a million dollars a year. Like emerald sounds great. Yeah. I just want to sit at Emerald. Yeah, absolutely. But but they glorified diamonds so much. They really did because they would have like, I remember dream night being like, they would say, and it was such bullshit. They would say the dream night's the only night that they get to brag, which is not true. Oh man. I remember every major function they did. Yeah. Every, like, I remember a Nolan and Rianne's like joke would always be like, it's hump day, uh, like, ew, and we would be like, ew, why are you talking about that, and they were like, we got four kids under five, and they would, like, say, we have a lot of time, and, like, that was their thing. Ew, that sounds like, yes, I, I, yes, the, the, the emerald leg underneath Taylor and his wife, he's from Syria, mm. um, so if you know, you know, but he would talk so much about sexual things and it would make me uncomfortable because I understand like you're trying to make it funny but he would go so far in depth that it was like I'd be sitting there like dude shut up shut up shut up like oh man and he's like you can't call HR because I am HR like that's my business is how they would say it and he would be like yeah you know you have the rule where you don't wear clothes inside the house or like we have yeah they would do the same thing all the time and it was just so uncomfortable for him to talk like that yeah, oh man yeah like that as like and your business partners 
yeah these are, these are your board plan too this is like a first look he's talking yeah. like this yeah Yikes. that is so weird That's yeah no it was definitely like and the weird part is is like one of the cardinal rules is don't mess with anybody's spouse yeah so it's like they like Why talk about like yeah and they're like oh this is not oh it's kind of gross like you're imagining that like you can't help but imagine yeah, that because they, like, they drill it into your head at almost yeah. they make the same jokes they make the same like um references at oh every man moment. and the fake laughing too I remember my first board plan I didn't say this before <laughs> but I remember this like couple in the front was like yeah yeah and yes. they're like clapping and I was like this is so weird there's like 10 of us here yeah and why are you like he can hear you you just have to say yes like, like uh, not your head serious. Like, oh yeah did you oh, so man. you probably found then later at the nuts and bolts mm. they're telling you you need to laugh I remember Taylor's wife would say this to us she'd be like I don't care if Taylor's made the same joke over and over and over again about x y and z you laugh like you've never heard it before oh man mine was uh on a on the bus back from the first family reunion like we were all like sitting there yeah and John one of our main uplines yeah like, kind of our eagle slash like I think they went silver at some point and then they like fell out but got it they would basically say um if Nolan's not like um making jokes and like you know he's not having a good time so like as an audience we have to participate yes you have to hype them up like you have to hype them up or they're not going to be in the zone so so weird I remember um being talked to after one of our board plans after all the guests had left my up, so my upline Eagles, they went Ruby. Um, they were sponsored by their, by their son and their son was directly sponsored underneath the Syrian guy. Mm. Um, so their son, right. Would hold. I remember one time he held us all after, right. Somebody at this board plan wrote the word Amway in the dirt. Someone wrote Amway sucks. And he assumed it was a, an IBO who did that. So he held us all back. He's like, I did not like your energy. Whoever wrote that, you better never do that. I better not catch who you are. Like he oh would gosh. be so pompous as if like you, like if, if we didn't laugh enough, if we weren't like hyping them up, clapping, being loud, if that was not happening, he was holding us after and saying like, you guys need to do better. You have to have more energy because these guests are depending, like everyone who brought a guest is depending on you. Oh yeah. That was a big thing. Yeah, I remember that because my husband and me have ADHD. So board plans became like hella redundant. And like, oh, I bet. So we would like be there, like losing our dopamine, being like, and man, we would just do things and say things to each other, like that would just make the other one laugh, like yeah. throughout the whole plan. And it was like, it wasn't great, but you could tell like that we're trying not to laugh. And you know, like when you get in that mood, when you're yes. like trying not to laugh and like, you know, you're not supposed funny. to laugh. Like <laughs> yeah. we would be like so bad for that, but we were like, they like kind of gave us the benefit of the doubt because we were so young, but yeah, they were like, oh, they're just kids, like just little teenagers. But I remember one time we didn't do that. We were like really invested, like trying yeah. to, you know, and John and Jane, who ended up becoming our main upline, they catered us after and we're like, we could see your maturity, we could see how much you've grown. And it was like, because we weren't laughing oh the board plan. Like it was so funny. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. And that first year too, I also, or second year, I guess, I lost my up one of my uplines. So Carol was married to James and they ended up getting divorced. Oh wow. Yeah. So 
they it ended up just being Carol. So I still had to like copy her into the Kates. Sure. So you can like copy all your upline. Yeah. Nobody knows that, but um, it ended up being John and Jane who had to take over because we were a couple. Right. Yeah, she was just a single woman. So if I had single women going through the process, it still didn't matter. It was still Jane that had to take over. And then Carol just kind of like fell off. And then we could be like more friends at that point. She was still my upline, but it was like, a lot more casual sure. than it was with like John and Jane so yeah. and that's when things got like really crazy because we wanted them to drive depth right us, but we were like but it just happened inevitably got it like it wasn't yeah it wasn't something that was planned if that makes sense and that's where things got like really suspicious on my end really that way yeah because they're like ultra religious. I don't know if you've talked about like how religious yeah. this is. So I actually haven't really been given the opportunity to kind of get into that. So I'm really yeah. glad that you brought that up because I'm like, as you're like talking about things, I'm remembering so much more, especially yeah. when we had our conversation before this, there's so much that I think I definitely forgot to mention. Um, And just real fast. So driving depth, what that means is that your upline, like eagles and rubies are gonna and platinums i'm sorry so your eagles rubies and platinums are focused on your leg they are doing meetings specifically for your leg of business with the intention of growing your business they basically point you out and they say hey i see you doing more than everybody else in my business i'm going to drive depth in your leg yeah and they would push that too they would be like so and so's looking for another leg to drive depth in yeah they call it tap rooting Tap rooting. That's yeah. That's an yeah. Yeah. Um. But yes. So the religious aspect, absolutely. Um. Worldwide was incredibly religious, and though they claim not to be, which was the funniest part. They they really would. would. They would be like, "This is my faith, and I can talk about it as private event." Like I remember them being like, "This is a private event. Like the government's not paying me to be here." Yes. And it was like, I can talk about my faith. And it was like, I don't care about your faith. Your faith can be a frog and whatever. Like, I remember them saying that like all the time. Yeah. But they would always, they would talk about it like for sure. They would claim to be diverse and inclusive, but they by no means were diverse and inclusive. I remember by the end, most of our down, like the downline from our rubies down, everybody Mm -hmm. was going to the same church. Oh yeah. We all went to the same church. So I remember Carol and James were not religious. So our first main upline that we had, not religious, also a driving factor into us getting involved. Right. Okay. My husband was at the time religious. Right. So it was kind of like a little bit of conflict of interest on our ends. Yeah. So when we found John and Jane, they were very religious and they were like, you need to come to our church. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, Rianne and Nolan go there. And we were like, oh, well, obviously we're going to yeah. go. Exposure. Like they're diamonds. We want to be in the same room as them. We remember seeing our pastors at functions too. And they would be like, yeah, we just wanted our pastors to come and see kind of what we do. And they're like this small, like little church here in Leduc. And it was, it's non-denominational too. So that was like kind of nice. It was, it was a good church. Like for somebody, like I'm not religious. Yeah. So like going there, was like, okay. Cause it was more like they would just talk about stories and like the spirituality around things. Yeah. Which was good. But this like dogmatic religion is not great. Like, and that's right. what, worldwide started to become oh absolutely they would have church at major functions they did and prayer yeah 
like, they would tell you that it's it's optional, but if you didn't yeah. go, your upline was talking to you about it. If they didn't see yeah. you, at, and then at every major function, <clears throat> and I did it at every single one because I don't know, I just wanted to. Me and my upline all did it, but you get saved, right, what? John? Especially at uh, spring leadership. I think maybe it was just spring leadership that did this. I don't think we ever went to a church service. I think we just slept in. We were like, we don't. Yeah. Care to well, go. my my upline were all like, we're going. And our upline, uh, John and Barbara, who were the Eagles, who were our Eagles who went Ruby, right? They were going. And that was a huge thing. And it would be like, let's all just go together. And so mm-hmm. I would go to every single church service. And I remember at spring leadership, John Maxwell would do the whole, like, come down here if you want to get saved. And like we did every time, which is so funny. Um, I was not by any means. Like I grew up with, like my grandma was super religious yeah. and I grew up in the Catholic church. Um, but I was no means by no means religious. I've never, like, it's never been pushed on me. Anything yeah. any faith that I have now is just things that I've kind of acquired along the way. And I yeah. by no means like rigid with it. Um, but worldwide definitely kind of pushes that rid- rigidity. Is that a word? Because yeah. it is, yeah. it is <laughs> they yeah. really did because they would have, um, the pastor. So I'm going to, I'm saying John Maxwell's name because he is such a large figure. He's an author. Oh, and he speaks very openly about being involved and yeah. yeah. But the, the worldwide had a specific dedicated person who was the quote pastor of worldwide. Mm-hmm. This guy I don't remember the name of the book. I think you mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yes. can I say the name? You can say the name. If it's, they want to Google it, that's married, up to them. Stay married. Get married, stay married. So the pastor, if you want to look this up again, we're not saying his name, but this is the name of a book that's public, right? This is a public book. Um, but he talks in this book about cheating on his wife. Yeah. And this is the book that is, that they're recommending, right? So on, we had a specific book list. A majority yeah. of the books were religious. I mean, there were some great ones. Yeah. We had talked about before, like, uh, uh, how to win friends people. Brene Brown was great. I remember yeah. her being very secular and that was fantastic. I yeah. That. Um, but a lot of their books were religious and yeah. this book was one that they would tell married couples to read. Yeah. The wow. big one for me was love and respect, man. <laughs> I, I literally, I could talk about that book for hours. I've told like, <laughs> I still have it somewhere in one of these boxes. And my husband wants to shoot it. That's what he said. He's like, I'm going to shoot the book. Hell yeah. Sweet. I mean, do it. You know, that would be so fun to take. I wish I would have done that with all of my old, like, board plan notes, just taking them out and taking like a 22 to them or even like, oh man, just any type of gun I can get my hands on, taking them out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle's letters, actually. I did. Did you burn them? I burned some of them. So, uh, in our previous story, we have a story about our ex-boyfriend, Kyle, terrible person, by the way. Um, but he would write me letters from prison and I, my friend, we, we went shooting in the woods and I pinned it up to a tree and I shot it with a yeah. nine and I was by no means unhappy about that. Yeah. Gun nice. safety is super important. We just want to throw that out there, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. it was a good thing. And I did burn <laughs> a lot of them too. Yeah, no, it's okay. It, it, love and respect. I could literally like, I've warned everybody in my life. Yeah. About book. I've made like mass posts on Facebook about love and respect and like how terrible yeah. it is. And then been like, can't wait for my Amway upline to see this. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Because they would preach that book like it was, oh, it was God's word and it wasn't. They really did. And all they would do is there was a line in Ephesians 5 that literally says, like, uh, men shall love their wives and women must respect their husbands. Like, that's literally like all it says. That's like there is so much other stuff in the Bible that doesn't say that. 
Sure. It yeah. It really says like respect each other equally, but they yeah. base the whole book off of this like little tiny blurb in the Bible. And that was it. Right. And it was like one of like the guy would leave wet towels on the bed. Like that's a blurb from this book. And he would leave all these wet towels and then he would get mad when his wife would say, don't do that. Don't leave wet towels on the bed. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I'm then, getting pissed. Like <laughs> the, the worst part about it is like she went on vacation with their daughter and it was just him and the two sons at home. And when she came back from vacation, he was like, did you miss me? Like, you know, and he was like, didn't miss your nagging. And they were like, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was right to say that. Wow. If that's your significant other, you guys get help. That's, that's leading into domestic violence. That is toxic. That is not massively. I remember, I think love and respect is almost what snapped me out. Like it was like, I literally tried. I I don't even think I could make it through like my 15 minutes of reading that I had to do. Sure. I was like, I can barely read this book. There is some like, okay stuff in there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like there is an okay marriage advice, but it was like majority bad majority bad like if this gets into the wrong man's hands this is could hurt people imagine if kyle read this book it would kyle be so was it was very similar because so this book was not on this is just in reference to kyle but he read this book called um the art of seduction this is a real book he read this in prison he took notes about seducing a victim oh so imagine you're i mean you're so right to imagine yeah. if this book got into the wrong person's yeah. hands because there are psychopaths out there who do this shit like him Absolutely. like him yeah. And, and worldwide would like, they, I remember oh, there was like this couple. And if you know, you know, the woman had like the squeakiest, tiniest voice. I don't know what it's called, but it's like when their parents were diamonds and then they automatically got to like, Oh um, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah. And the woman had like a really high pitched voice. I like, think I know like, who you're talking about, but I'm going to confirm after oh, are their man. parents diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know if they speak anymore. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember at this right. point, but I just no, remember absolutely. this woman's voice because it was so be like, squeaky. This is the time to go to the bathroom because I don't want to hear this woman talk. Right. It was like, and it was sad too because, like, it's just her voice. Like, I didn't want to be an ass, but it was like, okay, I can't listen to you. But she read parts of Love and Respect on oh, stage. And she like wow. did the whole acronym of chairs, which is like what a man needs, which is like, oh, I can't remember all of them, but it was like hierarchy, affirmation, authority was one of them. Oh God. Like it was like in shoulder time, like if your husband's doing something, you have to sit right beside him. That means a lot. To, like it was it, one yeah. of them was like sexuality. And that's the one that got me like really riled because it was like your husband's gonna cheat on you if you don't have sex with him every 48 hours yes you remember this yeah yes so this um the a a person who had reached out to us who had talked about this had mentioned that their upline was basically telling them they had to be intimate with with their significant other otherwise that significant other would then peruse other avenues if you will yeah and it was like it was I, I mean, I'm so grateful because I was not in the business as a couple. I was a single, but when you hear what these couples are being taught by their upline and what was crazy about this particular person had been kind of in the same line of sponsorship. I mean, she broke off at a couple leaders ahead, Mm. but after that, like they were still around the same people and you think like, oh my gosh, I looked up to these people and that person was like, I did too. And yeah. it was just so sad to hear that, but yeah, well, they would, oh yeah. But they wouldn't like directly preach that, like 
they would just give you the book and then be like, follow this book. Right. right? And it was like, I remember Nolan talking about it all the time in board plans. Like he was like, you know, I'm a man. I need respect. I need, you know. And then Rianne would come up and be like, I'm just a woman. I just need love. And that's just how I, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, I want respect. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know why that's like a thing. Like I can't have just because, you know, I have different parts. Like that right. doesn't make sense. Oh, exactly. You're no less than, and, and I mean, if anything, like you're giving birth to a child for this person. Yeah. I mean, is that not a lot respect? <laughs> oh, and that's, that's one of the worst parts in the books too, is it talks about postpartum. And it talks about how hard that time is on your husband <laughs> oh and your God. period because he's, he's being, you know, withheld sex during oh my God. so hard for him. You know what? We could have a separate episode and we could talk about this book. I think we should read it yeah, and we should please. all talk about it like, yeah. down because that in itself, uh, like outside of, of worldwide, we could have an entire episode about, I'm down for yeah. that. Honestly, you listen, there's a bare marriage. Uh, this woman named Sheila Ray Gregoire, she critiqued love and respect to the point that it, she gained thousands of followers. That's oh how gosh. I found out. That's when I went to my upline and went, love and respect is bad. And right. she's like, love and respect is not bad. It's the only thing to fix your marriage. And I remember reading this woman's blog and listening to her podcast and being like, no, love and respect, it could be like a very dangerous dangerous book yeah. you know and it like and that kind of I think that's around when I quit like I was like mm, you yeah. guys aren't getting it like wow my so, man is not the ruler oh absolutely um, <laughs> like, so kind of going back I remember you said this is kind of when it got suspicious right I think you said you're in your yeah. your second year still kind of going into your third year what was that if you don't mind um that like my husband and I went through like just some trials like throughout our marriage and sure. this kind of major thing happened and that's when they kind of were like this is just how it is like this is you know just just stick it out like what the hell this is like you know and it wasn't like anything major like at the time like now I'm looking sure. back on it and I'm like yeah it's a good thing I didn't lose my mind like sure you know we're still married so at the same time I felt like a certain way and I was like I feel hurt you know, and, and he felt, you know, like hurt as well. And it was just kind of the way that it was like being handled where it was almost yeah. like we were, I, I, we needed more, like we needed actual, probably like counseling for this. Yeah. And just to be like handed this book literally was love and respect. And they were like, just read this. That was the solution. Like, was that, book? It, that was basically the solution. That's so unfortunate. You it know, was... this, I had another person who had reached out to me, them and their significant other were having problems. They were told to speak with the author of this book mm. oh no not that book of the the get married stay married this author ah, right the yeah the um pastor of worldwide right who has this like place where you can go and you're married yes yeah yeah so they were they had a phone call with this guy and this guy was criticizing life was basically like told it's because you're doing X, Y, and Z, and you're not being intimate with your significant other. And this uh, is yeah. your problems are happening. I'm like, excuse me. And when, when, when I was told all these things again, that's why I was like, I can't imagine you go to like this big guy that you're told to respect. And then he's sitting there telling you that you can't be okay. 
And then there were so many stories about husbands having yeah. porn addictions. Mm-hmm. That was huge. And that was, yeah. And it was just like such a, like, there was such a weird thing around pornography. I remember yeah. that being like, oh, you guys are talking about this like really freely. And like, I frequently too. Like, and I didn't know it was like considered like evil or like bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I knew how I felt about it. I knew like, it's a dangerous thing. And like, sure. You know what I mean? But I was like, oh, you guys are talking about this. Like it's, you know, everybody's doing this all the time. They do. And I was like, but we know that too. That's the right. thing. Like, we still like, we know that this is a taboo topic and we know that like people are doing this, you know what yeah. I mean? And everybody kind of knows that, but we don't talk about it. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, and they, like, they brought it up so much. Well, it was like a way to be vulnerable because they considered it like a form of adultery. Yeah. as well like they considered it to be like the ultimate sin is basically yeah. what it was like and it was all about sinning that was a yeah. big big part of it sad because it's true yeah. and that's how they yeah. treated it and what's funny is they always preached like a quote four percent divorce rate let me tell you worldwide broke couples up sure it's not getting divorced but you saw people like they would have they would start out with a boyfriend and then they would break up in one or like a girlfriend or whatever and they would start out in the process together and one would part ways and that happened to me I had a boyfriend when I was going through the process and because I was really toxic at the time I always will always say this is like we by no means should have been together I like my mom I've touched on this before was very toxic and my mom is a lot of the reason why I kind of sought out worldwide because she taught me from a young age that I can't trust my dad. And I was just kind of in that early phases of starting to trust my dad. My dad and I are like this now we're like super tight, but I wanted to escape her so bad. And the only thing that she had ever taught me was I need to have a significant other to thrive. And so it was like pushed on me. So when I entered into worldwide, I kind of had seen, like my dad actually thought he was a great dude. Um, and he was a great guy, super mm-hmm. stable, nice person, just not, I had a child at the time and I don't think he ever wanted kids oh. and it just was not a good match, but I was convinced that he was not serious about the business, that he was not going to be all in and that broke us up. Yeah. You ever hear about the elastic band theory? Do they ever tell you that your relationship's going to be like an elastic band? One of you might go towards oh, the business yeah. and then the other will follow or one will quit and the other will follow or it'll break. Yes, you're and right. They would always say that. And I remember that like being like, the weird part is, is like, they would always preach about like staying together. Yeah. Like, would, like stay together, stay together, stay together. But if they're not all in the business, then you leave. Yeah, like that's true. Like we'll break families up just because they don't want to be in Amway. Like it doesn't make any sense. They like, did. Oh. And it's sad because they, they also, when it comes to divorce, they will brush that shit under the rug. You don't <laughs> yeah. dare talk about these divorced couples. Mm-hmm. There was this one lady that I was so inspired by. She was a single mom. They're both from, I think, Washington. And she ended up marrying her upline. They spoke at my first spring leadership or my first family reunion. And I was just so drawn to this person. And at the next major function, she wasn't around anymore. And he was a single and we weren't allowed to ask questions. I was like, yeah, what happened to her? And they'd be like, we, I'm, we don't know. And we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to answer that. It was the same with my uplines that divorced. It was like, totally like we were taking somebody through the process at the time and we're like, Hey, where did James go? Can we talk about it? You know? Yeah. And it was like, you know, and my husband and him got pretty close. You know what yeah. I mean? We were all like, and then all of a sudden he just 
disappeared and we never heard from him again. I think maybe my husband ran into him at Walmart once. I think that was it. And then eventually Carol did send a Kate to Oliver downline and was like, hey, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, but like James and I aren't together anymore. Just want you guys to know, like, if you have any questions, if you have any blah, like I was like, but they would fight like cats and dogs, like in front of us. Like it was like, we could tell it wasn't going to work, but yeah. That sounds like Jess and Robert. Robert was what, I mean, I didn't even know. Cause like, right. They have that cardinal rule. You don't pass negative downline. Yeah. And we would never know. I mean, but I, you could see it. And there were so many red flags about Robert. Um, I had gone to school with him and he's the one who got me around the business. He's my, like, was my direct upline. And he was so like, he would put down his wife, like Jess would do so much for him. And he would just criticize her for every little thing. And a lot of it was because she couldn't sponsor and get sponsored because she couldn't afford it. And then by the end of it, he wasn't even working and she was working a full-time job plus doing all of the apps, like food delivery and stuff. They would preach that so much. If you didn't have two jobs and doing these apps on the side, Mm. you are not all in. Absolutely. If you're not out till midnight dropping the message, you're not all in. And like, they would always be like, you have to work business hours. I don't know if they preach that, yep. but like nine to five. So you can do business yeah. after eight to midnight. Yeah. And I worked waitressing hours. So like I was always working night shift. Yeah. So it was like, if anything, I would try to do my prospecting prior to my shift, but yeah. I also like to sleep. Um, so when do I want to go out and prospect? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That was another big one. If you take a nap, you're lazy. Yeah, you're lazy. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. Like even these days, like it's hard not to have a guilt-free nap. Yes. Like, can absolutely I relate. In this, then I feel guilty when I take a nap. No. <laughs> yeah. So much of that, like hustle culture, like that toxic hustle culture, like, yeah, it's been hard to wash my hands of, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I, yeah. Thinking that's how to be successful. Mm-hmm, right. And it's like, maybe I just, I don't want to be, you know, I, I read this quote that was like, hustle culture is Stockholm syndrome for capitalism. Oh, yes. 100%. I thought that was so funny. Like, and they were big, big, big capitalists worldwide. Like, oh, of course. Like free enterprise days, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, That's right. That's what it stands yeah. for. They would heavily preach that, which I am all about people owning their own businesses and having that freedom. Like, thank goodness we have that because there, there are countries that don't. But yeah. at the same time, they are pushing it in the most toxic mm-hmm. way possible. Yeah. And it was, it's, it goes far beyond the freedom of owning your own business because you're not yeah. free and worldwide. They no. tell you freedom. You're not free. Absolutely. And it, it's so funny because like, I know like the States is a little bit more right-leaning just naturally, you know, yeah. that is a little bit more uh, center left. Yeah. So I'm like, how did you guys build a religious business? It was in Alberta though. Alberta is like Texas. Okay. So um, we're a little bit more conservative than the rest of the country. Yeah. But still like, I think it's less than 30% of the population's Christian. I'm pretty sure like, it's like, it's pretty low. Like, and I'm like, how do you guys getting people to be involved that are not religious? Because I remember something clued in when one of the crowns was speaking. I'll say that one of the big crowns you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. If you know, you know, yeah. (laughs) Um, he said something once and I went, Oh, I understand why religious people are the ones that build this. And it was basically like, cause you're living off of faith. Yeah. 
right? So it was like, if you're not living off of that, I'm going, this is going to happen, even though I can't see it. You know what I mean? Religious yeah. people tend to have that kind of faith a lot more than a religious people. Sure. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh yeah, most that's, that's why is because you have to have that vision that you can't see, but yeah, you know I mean? like, oh, absolutely. It was, and I would say too, I think a lot of people who get in the business who are not religious to begin with, eventually they get religious. Oh like yeah. If they're around church, man. long enough. They will turn you. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm, so I'm from Portland, which is a very left-leaning city. That's where I'm yeah. you know, born and raised and we have a tons of diversity, but when you look at other like parts of worldwide, there's not that diversity. There's really not, they claim that they're out to help everybody, but then people when they go to a board plan, especially when the board plans are held, I don't know if this was the same over where you're from, but here we're in Portland, it's not here. I'm in Arizona, but in Portland, they would hold board plans at either somebody's personal home or at a church. Oh, weird. Yeah. We had yeah, so many was... board plans at churches. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It was, it was homes like apartments and houses and stuff. And then yeah. there was also uh hotels. Yeah. One. For like, like uh, opens and, and rallies. Yeah. And then we had like a conference center as well. So little, yeah, never a church. Yeah. Ours, okay. because they would be able to find somebody who like was good in the church with whoever high up in the church where mm -hmm. they could rent out the whole church or not rent out, but get the whole church for free to host these board plans. And I remember going to three different churches to have board plans Crazy. and they try to tell you like this is normal it's just because it's held in a church doesn't mean we're religious people but when you get further and further into the business you learn to like duplication is what they preach that if you're not yeah. like your upline and I think every person who's been involved for a year or more had a period of time where they wanted to be just like their upline absolutely and that's what makes it a cult Yes. Like because your your uplines your God. Yeah. And that's where it gets like super, super spicy. Oh man. So so you're so we're kind of going back to like your, I think you said year two was your honeymoon phase. Yeah. Um, so years three and four. Yeah. You're in five years. So what were the what was like year three and four kind of like? And it, when is it that you started to really see like this is not what I thought it was? Oh, um, year two. Like that was like near the end of year two, I started to question things. Cause like that stuff happened between me and my husband. They gave me that book. Yeah. Oh, that so, happened in year two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't so, know that. Wow. Yeah. So, and then year three, we got married. So that was okay. Like it was it, it, like my husband and I always talk about our wedding and we're like, we wish it was better just because we had three of our uplines in our wedding party. Oh, right. I remember we yeah. talked about that before, where now you have these pictures where your upline are in them. Oh, man. I remember, like, because I had to plan my bachelorette party. And this is where it gets, like, super spicy, because I was like, I want to go to a play. I want to go to a play. Okay. And then I wanted to go out. Like, I was, like, either a casino, a bar, like, whatever. Like, I wasn't really drinking, yeah back then something just to have a good time you know and uh it was um I remember my upline Jane being like yeah I'm not gonna go to the bar and I was like okay that's fair and I remember like thinking like I was like she's like yeah we'll go to that part and I was like okay and then I remember being like why because I was like should I be going like should I be going to the bar if my upline's not going to the bar yeah 
And then I remember sending her Kate and being like, why aren't you going? Like, she's like, and I was like, no judgment, but like, I want to know because should I be going, you know? And she basically was like, I'm not going because like, I don't like the drinking scene. I don't want any of my downline to see me at a bar, you know? Oh my God, of course. Yeah, like it was very like, you know, power of duplication. And then she's yeah. like, I don't want to disrespect John also. Like, I just want to make sure to respect my husband. That, yeah. Oh my God, that's right. They were and I remember being like, like how am I disrespecting my husband? I was like, I'm just going to a bar. Yeah. But they were really big about that. Like you had to like honor your husband. And yeah. by honoring your husband, you don't get to like go to a bar. Like it's just a bar. Like wow. I didn't, I didn't understand. It wasn't like I was going clubbing. Like I, even then though, like it was my bachelorette party. Right. So weird. And then, yeah, uh, I remember she just had reasons just not for like drinking. Like I think they were trying to have a kid. So like, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, she was very, and then I don't think Carol went either. My other upline, that was my wedding. It was just three girls, two girls. I went to a casino. Wow. That's it. Like it was just, that was it. And nothing serious either. They, I, I honestly believe that in worldwide, they had such a cheating problem and that's why they have that cardinal rule. Don't mess with anyone's vows and honor. Well, because they're letting people get away with it though. That's the thing. That's what love and respect was letting people get away with was being like, men can't help themselves. Yes. Like why not hold men to a higher standard? Like men aren't deviant people who want to sleep with everything they see. We need to be hold men more accountable oh 100 you know so it was like to hear them be like oh men will sleep with anything that walks and it was like how would you talk about your husband like that like that is so bad and that's like I think I'm 90 percent sure that's why my upline was like I want to honor my husband is I was like (laughs) oh you think I think you think men are gonna like gawk at you and for some reason that's disrespectful to your husband right you know and I was like this is like a weird, weird It's only disrespectful thing. if you do something and act exactly. on like, like you can walk down the street. Someone's going to gawk at you. They're going to cat call you. Like you can't stop that stuff. No right, matter yeah. where you Someone's going to look at you. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, that's not up to you. Right. Yeah. You're in more danger walking down your street than you are in a club. Like in my opinion, like Seriously? for real. Yeah. So I was like, this is such a weird thing to think like, they and that was year three. Them. And then year four, yeah, year three, we got married. It was all right. Like I had a downline that got really sensitive and quit um, because I told her not to send me so many Kates about the same thing over and over again. Sure. Yeah. And they would do that sometimes. Like I remember our upline would be like, if it's longer than five minutes, that's a phone call. Yeah. They're like, I'm not listening to the rest. They would literally tell us that, (laughs) but yet they wanted us to Kate them about everything. Don't call me, Kate me. If it yeah. can be a Kate, but then if it's yeah. too long of a Kate, it's a phone call, but then they don't answer your phone calls. No. Yeah, exactly. I remember. Yeah. So yeah, we had one downline that quit. We launched somebody else. He was very religious. I think he's married now. We haven't talked to him, but, um, and then year four, I got pregnant. So that's like when I got pregnant with my son and that was like a very nerve wracking time because it was not planned. Say that. Um, right. And this is 2019, so. right? 2019 yeah that's when I got pregnant with my son and that's when I think around when I started like getting more invested with Rianne um the diamond because she was my only upline that has had a natural birth and I really wanted to have a natural birth yeah and she kind of like was like guiding me through like 
what to say, how to find a midwife, how to like do all these things to like have a natural birth and ended up like renting a birthing tub, which makes sense. I mean, I, they told you to do what you do when you have period cramps. Like they were like, what helps you? And I was like, I like to sit in water. So I got a birthing tub. Um, So she like helped me with that stuff. And then I was like, I really don't want to not have a natural birth. Like, how do I prevent this? Like, I don't want to be drugged. I don't want to have a C-section. I don't want to do that. Like, yeah, it scared me so badly. And I like, I also remember them pushing me really hard when I was pregnant. Not like really hard, but it was like major functions. I would get looks because of how much I had to pee. I remember that, like being like, I have to pee like every five minutes, like throughout the whole pregnancy too. That's the thing that sucks is everybody's like, they think it's like just like the end of pregnancy, but you got to pee the whole time. Like, oh, yeah. really Since I, from day one, like yeah. that's how yeah. I knew to take a pregnancy test was I kept yeah. peeing, which I do all the time anyways, but like yeah. extra. Yeah. Well, it's because you have an extra liter of blood in your body. So your body's getting ready to like, you know, so it's got to filter more blood. I didn't know that. And you're peeing more. <laughs> So it's like, people are like, like, why are you peeing so much? It's like, I'm pregnant. It's like, well, you're not that pregnant. It's like, I have so much blood. There's so much going on. Yeah. And I was tired. I was napping like in the car on the brakes. Like I was so tired. And it was like, I don't know. I just wanted to not have a job when I got back from mat leave. I remember that was the thing. So I went back in November of 2020 and I was pregnant in March of 2019. And they were like, it's two years, like a two-year plan. So I was like, that's a year and five months. Like I was seven months. And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. I can retire in that time. Um, so yeah, and I was really tired. I remember being like super sleepy, but I was also not working because I ended up going on a medical leave. So I was like, that kind of helped. Which yeah. Is so I could stay up all hours you know, go to board plans, not be tired in the morning, all that yeah. stuff. But it was still like, definitely in, in that time, I think I missed my, one of my first board plans ever. Cause I couldn't get work off. Right. They just started a job. So I was like, I'm not going to ask them right. for a day off. So yeah. And then, uh, I gave birth to my son via C-section and exactly I, what you said you didn't want. Exactly what I didn't want. So I have a quick question and, and you yeah. don't have the answer to be if it's uncomfortable, but do you feel like you were kind of pressured into this like thought process where you have to give a natural birth because Rianne did? Yeah, well, it, it wasn't really Rianne herself as much as it was like some of my cross line we're talking that about. That makes sense. Yeah. So they were like, oh, I did it naturally. And then they're like, I did it naturally. And this is how I did it. This is how I did it. And then I was like, well, I can't talk to my cross line. So right, yeah, that's no when I went lining. to, yeah. So that's when I went to Rihanna and was like, I'm told to talk to you if I want to try to do this. And that's like, it wasn't really like, they didn't really shame me, but I could see like them being like, I love natural birth. And then, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then when they were like, my husband went to a board plan after I had my son and Rianne was like, how did labor go? And then my husband's like, she had a C-section. She's like, oh, that sucks. And I was like, why would you Ugh. say that to somebody? Like, yes, this maybe the circumstances around the C-section, right? Like maybe there's an emergency happening. Right. Yeah. The emergency itself sucks, but the C-section does not suck. 
yeah. my kids were via C-section and like, yeah. you're no less than a woman because your kid was cut out of you versus oh, man. coming out of, you know what I mean? It it's, is so bad. Yeah. It like, my first one was terrible. Yeah. Well, I've only had the one. Oh, right. Okay. I have to, but it's like <laughs> I, that more to. Than, I don't know what I'm going to do at that point sure. and we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. But the first one was like, cause my son was stuck, but he also right. pooped inside me. Oh, so wow. his heart rate was dropping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they broke my water, it kept like, he kept getting flushed with the meconium. Oh, gosh. oh no. So his heart rate was dropping. Yeah. And then he was stuck. So, and he would not move. Right. So then I, they were like, we're going to do forceps. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, I was like, no, just, just cut him out, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to go through all that. And then. Yeah, that's traumatic. That open anyway. That's incredibly traumatic. Oh, could- it was so bad. And then I almost died, which was not cool either. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of the scariest parts of it. Cause I was like, I remember being like, finally, cause I did it all naturally. That's the thing that sucked. Cause I was like yeah. literally screaming in pain and I had to like sign consent forms and like give them my healthcare information and be like, oh, it was like so bad. And then I had to like consent to like this whole thing. And I'm like yeah. literally 10 centimeters, like I'm hurting. Oh. And then they like, yeah, wheeled me into the room and then they gave me my epidural that was really nice yeah and then I had uh, something called atony which is basically like when they removed him cut the cord and like moved him my uterus didn't go back like it wasn't contracting so like the blood oh. vessels just bleed freely so like wow. the hemorrhage basically so yeah like, oh wow That's that was scary. scary time I didn't lose enough to get a transfusion sure but it was like Good. it was close so I was like That's but I did scary. have to get this weird like iron bag I remember that. Mm, that and that was sense. like, made me a little, little nauseous, but yeah. So yeah. you went through this incredibly traumatic birth yeah. and these people had the audacity <laughs> to say, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. no, that their response sucks. Yeah, yeah it did. That's and it was like, and like, I still had to deal with like, there was like a big, I'm going to therapy now because I'm like, there's a lot of like uh, trauma that I got from that childbirth. Yeah, but I think yeah, a lot of the shame that I have was stemmed from them mostly. Oh, I bet. I was slowly starting to realize that it was like, oh, it was this cult that I was involved in that made me right. feel like shameful for not having a natural birth. And so sucks. Yeah. Because imagine if Rianne had had that happen. She would be telling everybody, it's fine, it's fine. But because she hasn't experienced that, she can't speak to it. Mm -hmm. She can only speak to what she knows. Well, she also, like all, she has four kids when I quit. I don't know. They might have like 10 more or something by now, but (laughs) they like- Those hump days. They have like, yeah, right? Like, but- she I remember her first birth was not great. She did it in a hospital, had to have an epidural, didn't want one. Second birth, she ended up having a placental something. She hemorrhaged two. Right. Um, and then two births at home. The last two were at home. Wow. So I remember like talking to her and being like, I don't want to give birth in a hospital because I think they're going to push me to not do this naturally. And she's like, mm-hmm. they will. They will push you to not do it naturally. And I was like, but I needed wow. to not do it naturally which is what sucked. Yeah. Right. So that's so sad. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure maybe, cause I know like you had mentioned the U S is a lot more right-leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, but even where I like, I, and I'm from a more liberal state, but well, my, my oldest was born in New York, but both time, right. When I was seeing doctors, nobody ever like pushed me to change my decisions. Yeah. You were always very forthcoming with information and like, Hey, these are your risks. This is what's going on, but whatever you want to do. I mean, unless it's an emergency C-section, right. Right. Yeah. Then I mean, I've never been pushed to make a decision one way or the other. 
Yeah, my midwife afterwards, I remember going to talk to her because my midwife's all about that natural birth too. Like, sure, yeah, she was that's the reason I had a midwife and not a doctor, right? She's like, it's really good that you did because they found the meconium present. And like, if we could have waited any longer, like, it could have been dangerous and you could have got like an infection or something, right? right? Yeah, and I was like, well, thanks. Like, and I was like, now I feel a little bit better at least, but yeah. at the same time, like, what if I was to do it at home? And like, yeah. I tried to tell everybody I was going to, you know. I mean like yeah I was even thinking hotel birth something like that because I lived in an apartment so I was like you know but yeah this whole like birth thing kind of traumatized me and I think because my husband and I both took parental leave like during that time it was it was wild because I'm like I started to get like not really involved in the business right I was like you know especially because like I gave birth to my son like a few days before Christmas you know holiday season I wasn't really thinking about sending a cake you know (laughs) oh sure and uh we missed one of the big functions I remember that and then a month later was dream night I think I went to dream night and it was like it was virtual it was our first virtual oh dream yes night. yeah that's whole I thing. have so many questions actually yeah so now we're getting into the end of 2019 so I had actually stopped the business probably I don't know exact date but I was it was like midway through 2019 because by the time 2020 hit I was no longer involved and I hadn't even heard from these people about anything like mm. so 2020 covid coronavirus oh this yeah whole unprecedented time around okay. the entire world okay everybody yep. knows about covid yep. so i'm so curious how covid was handled with it was with so, worldwide it was so weird because like i remember being like we were at uh it was kind of like a nuts and bolts with just john and Jane and then their downline in this one leg I think anyway um that's when we started to get kind of nervous like COVID wasn't really like a thing yet sure I remember John being like it's hyped up like it's not really gonna like nothing's gonna happen like yeah but we all kind of felt that way at first like we're like it's oh not really yeah that dangerous, absolutely I mean? it was like it was one of those like do we be scared of it like nah it's yeah. not here yet and then and then I feel like like, like yeah. it was a big deal and then it was like it wasn't a big deal and then it, and then it was like yeah. almost kind of like overnight it was a big deal. Yeah, it was fast. I remember them being like they were shutting everything down for two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Remember, it was just going to be yeah. two weeks. I yeah. remember that. Some the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve in two weeks. That two. Oh weeks. yeah, yeah. Oh man. So before before the shutdown, right? We're starting to have these conversations about COVID as it's outbreaking in China. Yeah. What was Worldwide's perspective then before shutdown? They didn't really say much until it happened. And like at that point, it was kind of like panic mode. Because spring leadership was in like two weeks. Right, right. It was around that time because I I I don't know when Canada and your specific area had a shutdown. Our shutdown was March 13th in order. Yeah, you know, it was exactly the same. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we shut down at the same time and it was like everybody panicked about spring leadership and I remember being like okay well we didn't we were we procrastinate everything so we were like we didn't even book a hotel at that point so right but my son was just like a few months old so we were like gonna bring him um and my mom and then my husband and me were gonna go to the function and my mom would watch my son during the days I remember all that got canceled and being like wow that's actually really good like I'm really happy that I don't have to like take my few month old baby sure yeah it's not something that I used to feel like I was like I never used to really feel like I wanted to miss out on functions so like, oh, it's yeah. kind of like a new feeling being like oh I don't have to like, be well thank this goodness stuff. I don't have to go because yeah. they, would, they would hype these functions up right they would say anyway if you don't go to a major function you're gonna quit yeah and oh and the, yeah, it's for real so like oh it's true I 
Same. They reimbursed us, which is good. So they like reimbursed us for the uh, spring leadership. They're like, here's your ticket back. Sorry, it's canceled. We're going to do a day long in May. They're going to do a day long spring leadership on Dreamstream. And it was all like all the diamonds. Like it was so many people. Oh yeah, I'm sure. They had. And it was 10 hours in our house. 10 hours in our home. Right. I remember like, we had that conversation about how when you go, when you go in person to a function, 10 hours is, it just goes by so fast. You don't really yeah. recognize that it's 10 hours. But yeah. when you said it to me, you're like, this was a 10 hour live stream. I was I like, know. that's forever. Yeah. And it was like at home. And like, we had my uh, stepsister's baby shower too that day. And I remember being like, I gotta get out of the house. Like this is getting too much. And the worst part, like this is the spiciest part about this whole function was the green screens. Okay? Oh, the green screens. They had green screens. So they were doing like meetings, like you would at work over teams, but there was like yachts and like nice houses. <laughs> And like, it was so weird. Like, cause you, you would see like the two, you know who I'm talking about. It was, she was single. Now she's not single. Yes. They would, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and they were sitting on what looked like the back of a boat. And this is what clued me into the green screen was because they like moved their head and you could see the stream <laughs> behind them wasn't moving. And I was like, what are they doing? Like nothing is moving. Is this a green screen? And then another couple came on who's like been in the business for a million years and they had a green screen and I was like what the heck like they had like these wind chimes that look like behind them that weren't moving that's so cringe and I was like this is so weird so yeah. we texted John our upline and we were like hey um are they using a green screen like, <laughs> what's going on and he's like oh it's all pre-recorded we're like still though couldn't they like record it in their house right why not we weren't, we weren't allowed to gather right? right so it was like are they just putting them in front of green screens and they're all in a room or something like that's what I was thinking and I was like yeah. why are they using green screens why wouldn't they just you know what I mean are they in a studio or something when they're supposed to be home and that's what it looked like it's like these people are supposed to be home but they were it doesn't look like they're home sure so looks like they're recording this somewhere so I remember being like okay that's super weird and then around mid-April we had a friend pass away of COVID that's so devastating yeah and he was 25 so it was like yeah he just like just got a bad like his body just didn't react to it well and they always right. said that they always said like some people just don't react to this as well as others right yeah it was very unknown at that time like it was like it w- it became like oh it's only people with um underlying illnesses yeah. but then you did start to hear those stories about people who were like young and healthy and then all of a sudden yeah. they they're on a ventilator and then they're not there the next day and it's all because exactly. of COVID, and that's terrifying mm-hmm. absolutely and like that's when i was like oh i can't wait for a vaccine like i remember being like so pumped for a vaccine because i was like i right. really find something that can stop this spread like yeah we'll all go back to normal sure. literally like I was like that this is gonna be what ends this yeah and I remember I'll get into that in a minute but sure. they were like and then they tried to charge us $125 per person for family reunion over Dreamstream again what yeah and I was like this is not gonna happen I'm not paying money why like I, like I don't know like yeah. and that's the thing like th- at that point it was so obvious they were paying the diamonds because at first right. they were like oh we're just paying for the sound for the venue for yeah. this for that, that that was justified you're talking about paying for a seat in our an arena I mean we go yeah. to concerts we know what they're like so that's when it became kind of blaringly obvious to you that it, it was not about helping no. people no it was definitely about money and like I've read things online now that have like said like the diamonds were paid for those wow. functions like wow 
like thousands of dollars like of our money but oh, it's not a pyramid scheme right yeah like, oh they're they're not paid speakers they're speaking for free for yeah charity they would tell yeah. us they're volunteering well yeah they were like we had to get babysitters so this is being paid out of our pocket yeah they would really bs us like that and we'd be sitting yeah. there like with our journals like writing down everything that yeah. they said as if it was pure gold but they were really only speaking is i mean it's all alleged right like we don't know for sure what's going on but yeah. we have this pure speculation that this is happening and yeah. it seems like what happened with your family reunion being virtual and they were wanting you to pay for it i mean that kind of adds to the suspicion right yeah and it was like so there was that we finally were like no we're not gonna pay for this me and my husband were like because i was on maternity leave like I was making barely any money. Yeah. Like, it was like 300 bucks a week or something like that. And I was like, um, yeah, um, we can't afford that to go. Right. And then I think that's when we both kind of like snapped out of it. Because the thing is, is the major functions, I feel we're like so strategically placed. Oh, 100%. They'd have one like, every quarter. As soon as I like started to get like no motivation to build the business, a major function would show up. Yep. And it was like, it was just the way that it worked. And then to miss like barely watch dream stream dream night and yeah. then also dream stream spring leadership and then missing family reunion. That's when we both were like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? We're paying hundreds of dollars a month for this. Seriously. Like it was so like, and that's when we we're like, we got to quit and then maybe come back. Right. And that was like, our mindset was like, we got to quit now because we can't afford the overhead. Right. And then, um, cause it was like what, 210 bucks for us. I don't know how much it was for you, but it was like 75 for Kate and like 150 for. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, they, it was, yeah, it was about $112 is what they yeah. preached. I'm sure it had gone up over time. Like Kate, yeah. I think became more expensive over time. So I think it went up to like 125. Yeah, um, but it was all USD. So it yeah. was like, for us, for you like, guys, it was a lot more. Yeah, yeah. So dollar amounts, and then we would be like, okay, and that was all USD. Yeah. So, it was like, well, so that's another question that I have. So in addition to the overhead, I forgot about the overhead business. Yeah. They would always preach like, oh, it only costs you 125 like $115 to have this business, right? Yeah. So during COVID, when COVID hit, mm -hmm. were there any Kates passed down about ditto? Um, and how were people maintaining their ditto? So for anybody who doesn't know, cause I haven't mentioned this before ditto, right? Is the automatic sending of your products because yeah. worldwide had taught us that we had to buy our own products from quote our own store. Um, and it sounds like for you guys, it was 150 PV. Yeah. Each though. Each like, right. So right. Each spouse, yeah. And then when you guys got married, did it change? No, still like 300. They were like 300 people. Oh, 300, right. That yeah. would still be 150 each. That makes yeah. sense. So in Port, well, where I was from in Portland, our leadership was preaching 200 PV for singles. See, so they I was tried to do 300. They were trying to do 300 for singles because you could build. The it would be like faster. Yeah. It would be like platinum versus double equal Ruby. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's the, the circles, right? They would yeah. say, that's why you have a bunch of, that's why we have you do 200 PV. Yeah. And I remember they would create these incentives that were like, like, do you remember heart to heart? No. Okay. They had heart to heart during this time. I'm sure you were around at this time and they made it to where women, it was a women only event and it was ran by the top crown. She was going to be there like lady diamonds were sounds gonna be like familiar it was like 300 pv and this was a woman only event I'm, I'm skeptical as to why they raised the event just for oh, women because beautiful. i was a single i couldn't afford yeah. 300 pv i was no. paying for child care for rent yeah no we did something like that with just um rianne and mary they did something just in edmonton here 
Okay. I can't remember what it was called, but they, I remember them doing like a whole section on dressing for your body type. And I remember being like, kind of like offended by that. Oh, I, I bet. Like, why are they oh telling goodness. us like what to wear? For they really did type? that during our nuts and bolts too. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I remember thinking that was really weird. I'm like, why don't they just let us wear clothes? And my husband's like, don't read into it so much. Like he's oh, like, it's 100%. not that big of a deal. Right. And I was like, still like I'm getting, I don't know. But when it comes to cave, so when it comes to ditto through that, I think I was checked out at that point. Like, I don't think I was listening to Kate or anything. Got it. At that point. Um, yeah, I, I remember vitamins. I remember them being pretty big about the vitamins. During COVID? Yeah. That's they hilarious. Like, like those yeah, are some freaking cure all. That was the biggest thing is they were like, you need to be on, uh, you know, Big Crown's vitamin plan. Yeah. They would say that. You got to yes, be on vitamin plan. And it was like, if you're not, you're wrong. You right. They mean? really would. And a lot of it too. That's why I'm so curious because during COVID, like everyone's getting laid off of their jobs, right? Yeah. Or they're or they're working remotely. I mean, some people were very fortunate to get to work remotely. I'm so curious if they like, especially in the states, right? I'm thinking yeah. of all the people who were getting unemployment, and then in addition to their unemployment during that time, they were getting like different um, stimuluses as well. Ah, uh, yeah, we got CERB called CERB, and it was Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. That was yeah. For. And I was on maternity leave, and my husband was essential, so yeah. we didn't get it anything. I'm so curious how they were telling people <laughs> to use their unemployment for their ditto or if they're telling people put your stimulus into your ditto and were they giving people forgiveness for not being able to make their ditto because I it, remember them saying that they were really thankful to be diamonds oh my god of course I remember that they were like thank god during this time that we are diamonds and we have to um maintain our lifestyle oh my god I remember thinking that but like I bet people were dropping like flies man like I think like after the pandemic kind of like happened that I think I would bet money that somebody fell out of diamond. And I'm so curious out. to see, I'm hoping that somebody will reach out to us and like want to talk to us who was around during COVID. Um, I know in the Facebook group, um, somebody posed that question was like, Hey, anybody from the Portland area, like, what was it like during COVID? And I mm -hmm. had commented on it just in response saying like, I bet they used it as leverage. Somebody responded and said, I was around at that time. And they did. They would say, you want to build another avenue another revenue yeah. stream in case yeah. you lose your job because now we see jobs aren't stable yeah there was a big preach but they would also right? like, they would always preach too about being like oh what was i gonna say they were gonna they always would preach how they were anti-mask and anti-lockdown they were very oh, anti-lockdown obviously oh yeah because it it takes away from their income mm -hmm. and anti-mask right anti uh, lockdown Bad. what anti-vax too right i'm sure yeah everything yeah but i i like it was very much like government regulation like that's what they were against was oh, government yeah. regulation there was another couple you would probably know the guy talks really fast and his parents were diamond oh i know exactly who you're talking yeah. about now yep yeah right. <laughs> as soon as you said that i was like yep like he i remember seeing a second hand instagram post of this guy being like oh um you don't want to go out and get your freedom you know oh my gosh to get your freedom. <laughs> and it's like there's a literal pandemic that could kill your elderly parents like just so you know like that's what's happening and uh yeah i just remember following rianne on instagram and she would post like a bunch of anti-vaccination a bunch of like anti-lockdowns masks you know mary too mary was bad she went to a starbucks and posted a whole Instagram story about how they asked her to wear a mask. And she was like, 
how stupid is it that I have to wear a mask inside of Starbucks, but I sit down and I take my mask off. And they were like, why aren't you questioning this? Yeah. So Mary would always just kind of be like bitching about masks and stuff, like having to go to Starbucks for her little whatever meetings she was doing. Being like, why aren't you wearing a mask? I think so. I'm like 90% sure. She wouldn't say anything outright. Right. But she actually got cancer, which is super sad. That is devastating. Yeah. She got like stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma, I think. Oh, wow. That's very sad. Yeah. And then she got COVID and meningitis all at the same time. Like oh I remember being word. like, holy moly, how is Dawn handling this? Yeah. Holy shit. She found out when she was pregnant with her no. fifth kid. Oh my yeah. God. It was so sad. I was like, oh, well, you don't deserve that. Like, that's really sad. And I was like, right. you know, like, I was like. It is sad. Yeah. But yeah, they're like, uh, yeah. They. I wasn't really close to Donna Mary. Sure. Like, not as close as Nolan and Rianne, but still like. They're like diamond grandparents, if you will. Yeah, they, they were my diamond grandparents for sure. Because they were my upline diamond for a while. Yeah. And then Nolan and Rianne were my upline platinum and diamond so sad they were my grandparents <laughs> but, but yeah I think I, I was already out when I started like following all their Instagram and stuff oh really my husband still talked to John he still talked to him like a lot right and until recently when he was like I think this guy's crazy and I was like yeah I think he's crazy too because he like he's so pro-gun pro like all like crazy like right-wing stuff all over his Facebook but right. we're not allowed to use social media that's wild because they would really preach don't use social media all the time but yet they are heavily on social media like I follow Taylor's wife on Instagram still yeah. and and what's funny is they all moved to Arizona and I'm pissed because I live in Arizona now. And I'm like hoping, I'm kind of hoping I run into somebody and somebody's going to drop the message with me. And I'm going to be like, mm, let me tell you. I ran into Jane at Walmart a couple of years ago, like maybe a year ago, right when I started my meds, my ADHD meds. And I ran into her. I was already back at work. Yeah. And I ran into her and I was like, oh, I got to say hi. Right. Like, Good. Like, you know, she was one of my bridesmaids. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Yeah. We were friends and she's like oh my gosh hey like how's it going I was like I'm just getting my meds and she's like oh how are you doing blah blah, blah. and then we talked about how like her husband was gonna open a business or something random here in Leduc and I was like okay and then she's like well gotta go talk to you later and I was like you're going out hunting aren't you like yeah. you're going hunting for people fear hunting yeah or what they call shopping without purpose but she was wearing a mask so I was pretty impressed. Well, yeah, I mean, we'd hope so. And that's such a, like, I get that some people are anti-mask, which yeah. if an individual feels that way, like, okay, you feel yeah. that way, whatever you feel, but you're yeah. talking about leaders of an organization, right? Of a broader organization. You're talking hundreds of potentially thousands Absolutely. of people. Like, and, and you're allowed to question things like that's the thing like it's okay to we live in a yeah. free country you know what I mean like yeah, you, can absolutely. Question, you can question vaccines you can question masks you can question lockdowns but you can't do that when you have as much influence I I have to agree like, with you there like it, that is so they were because I have a feeling like probably most of the rallies and stuff like that that were happening in Edmonton were like probably these guys because they had a massive organization I think they had like 2,000 people just in Edmonton right. we don't have very many people we have like a yeah. million people that live here so it's like oh man that's kind that's devastating because yeah. they you've got 
a wide variety of people in your business. And I remember seeing in Zay and Melody's video, and I can't remember exactly, but I think that a crown specifically had sent down a Kate about like anti-COVID stuff. And I no. am, I'm, I'm like not surprised no. because of how he is like, it just, it boggles my mind. And Absolutely. It, can, it leads me to my next question of like, what was life like for you after you left? Like kind of the immediate days and weeks and months. And, and what was that like? I remember feeling like really good about not having kind of a direction for a little bit. Like, I remember being like, I got like really good at my job. Um, I worked at Aurora Cannabis. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got back from maternity leave in November of 2020. And I was promoted by August of 2019. Wow. Or 2021. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, so like, yeah, it was like just over nine months. It took me to get promoted. Wow. Out of like a bunch of people that were there for so long. And I was right. only there for like nine months. So I was like, oh, so I got like really good at my job, which was good. Yeah. Um, Cause I could put the effort in and not feel guilty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I could you put could the love effort in. your like, job. I, yeah. And I like really liked this place. Like all my coworkers were hilarious. Like we had a good time all the time, yeah. but my, uh, my work got shut down. That was kind of a bummer. So like we all lost our jobs this past April. Um, but I remember me and my husband were fighting a lot. <laughs> like a lot a lot right but it could have been just like me being kind of stir crazy because like I was at home through a pandemic for like 10 months by myself right know what right. I mean so it was like I couldn't call my mom to help me with a newborn you know what I mean yeah. like I couldn't do stuff like that so I was going like kind of crazy oh my and gosh I bet like I didn't even think of stuff like that <sighs> to be honest where you're like because I had my son before COVID yeah. and it was like I had like so much support people could come visit me in the hospital and consider I, you brought up a whole different side of COVID yeah. where it's like you were taking care of this. Like they say it takes a village and you didn't have your village. No, it was just me all day by myself learning this tiny thing that I was right. like, what is this? How does it work? Yeah. And my husband was working full time. So it was like, I could have been going stir crazy a little bit, but we, we started fighting a lot. Right. We, couldn't, we didn't have an avenue to talk to anybody. Right. Because you know what I mean? No longer so in the like, business. Go anywhere either. Yeah. So it was like, I wouldn't be surprised like if something blows up between us, but like we've made it through. Like we realized we were kind of just being stir crazy, but it was just little things like yeah, household things. You know what I mean? Like it was right. so wild. But yeah, that was basically my coming months. I didn't hear from my upline ever again. Like, yeah, ever. isn't that funny how they say, well, like I know my upline, they would literally say the words, you'll quit us before we quit you. Yeah. And it's not about the money. We're going to be best friends no matter what. Like my upline Eagle, Jenny, she was in the room with me when I gave birth. Yeah. I mean, she had to jet out immediately after my kid was pushed out yeah. or I guess cut out, but you yeah. know, it's, it's crazy how you never hear from them again. And what's so funny, yeah. I only heard from Craig since we uploaded our first, our first episode yeah. about worldwide. Cause he messaged Danny. He messaged me and I, 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 I have no idea what his intentions were. He sent a nice message. was like, Hey, I hope you and your boys are doing well. It's been a long time, but he did not reach out to me. It's been three years. And it's because of the episode. I yeah. imagine that they would have wanted to manipulate their way into getting back to talk to me. Maybe not necessarily for the business, but to delete our episodes about worldwide. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I suspect. So that's why we shouted out Craig. We know you're there, Craig. You're yeah. listening to our episodes and we are not going to stop. Anybody who yeah. wants to come and talk to us about their experience with worldwide, please do. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you guys are doing great work here for real. Like it's, it's been good chatting with somebody that I don't feel being like, 
Because I've talked to people about it that have never been introduced. And they're like, yeah, how the hell did you get into that? That's Corey. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I don't know how to explain it. You like, don't know how. Like they find people that are in vulnerable positions. Like, yeah. And they're like young or going through something or, you know what I mean? Losing and they hate their and, job. And yeah, like that's exactly how they drop the message. Uh, hey, basically like, Hey, do you hate your job? Oh, do you keep your options open? That's a yeah. simple. And if they say, well, I mean, yeah, like then boom, drop the message. You grab their phone number and you're, you're blowing them up to get them to a board plan because yeah. your upline is hounding on you that you have not had a guest in like a month or two. Yeah. And, and then they don't pay as much attention to you because you're not bringing them business. So they're going to go pay attention to another leg of business and they make you feel guilty for that yeah it's so messed up man so you're not like, crazy <laughs> no many That's like true. you and me out there <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's been definitely like my husband deals with a lot more of the shameful side of it where he's like sad at um how he got tricked he's like I was like yeah what do they call it like the snake venom salesman is that what it is it's I like mean, a saying I'm not sure of the saying but I definitely can relate I didn't talk about it for three years oh you yeah know, it was it was hard because it's like I'm so ashamed how could I have done this to myself yeah, how absolutely. I so I don't know if you've ever calculated out but do you know roughly how much money you lost because of the business I don't know man I think because there was months that we like I think I tried to draw it out my husband's like please don't I don't want to know sure like, yeah, he's like I really don't want to know but it has to be at least like 20 grand it has to be at least yeah my, like, that's like being nice like, that, yeah oh nice. absolutely especially over the course of you're talking about let's say like for me, it was $600 a month for 200 PV. So $715 a month yeah. for the, for ditto, for the overhead, for everything. Yeah. And that times 12, right. For a year times three, because I did my ditto faithfully every stupid month until the very end when I had two kids that I had. And I would say I probably lost upwards of like $25,000. Wow. And that's, yeah. That's a small number compared to people who were in the business six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. I know. Like my upline, um, Carol, she quit too. I reached out to her because I was like, I want to know all the goss. Like, I want to know what gossip's yeah. going around. Oh, here. of course. Like, and uh, she's like, No, I quit. And I was like, Well, do you talk to anybody still? Like, do you know how anybody's doing? <laughs> she never answered me. I was like, I want to know if they're out of diamond qual. Right. I mean. I, I am definitely so curious too. Like it, I just wonder what the business looks like today because I've heard, um, from somebody who reached out to me, um, they had recently quit and they said that the way that the business is done now is very different, that they're not pushing, mm. they're pushing more client volume. Now, ever since COVID Ooh. they're pushing people to like, get people to buy from them. They're going more sales direction. I mean, I remember when I started like, this is not sales. I hate sales. This will never be sales. Right. And they yeah. would tell us we were buying our products for ourselves and we would buy 200 PV total. We'd say 150 is for me. And we would write, and we would record on Amway's website that we folks sold 50 PV of yeah. it to a family member, which yeah. I never sold to a family member. I would buy things and maybe give it to my family. Mm -hmm. But I never once my I've never had somebody give me money for a product. Yeah, there's two big things there. One, you have to have 600 customer volume a year in order to be considered legitimate. Oh, really? Yeah. So they say they're like, oh, that's just like what's kind of required. Yeah. If you don't make that customer PV. It goes to your upline. Yes, it does. That's right. If you don't record it, it goes that money goes up to your, your upline. Yep. 
Yeah. And then another thing is they might be going sales direction because in order to not be considered a pyramid scheme, you have to be product oriented, not people oriented. Right. That's a good speculation. Yeah. So they might just be like, oh, people are starting to catch on that it's all mentorship and recruitment and not actually Amway because they say that over and over and over again. They did 100%. They like, Amway, you don't care. Yeah. They would say during the Amway's going to come during the function, they're going to talk, but you're going to go to the bathroom during that time because we don't. That's a great time. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. But that's their distribution company. And that's why I say at the beginning, like, we don't have beef with Amway. We're not the, they didn't teach us anything. They just were the product, the the real vehicle, or they even used the word their vehicle to success right was worldwide millionaire university they would say oh they would always say like would you shovel manure would you like they're like who cares if it's amway like we don't care it's amway exactly do you remember when i asked you yeah (laughs) i'm telling you yeah we were sitting at the kitchen table and you're like would you rather like um shovel manure to like be a millionaire something like that and i was like i mean yeah i would do it in order to get there and they would ask you that analogy to see if you are process oriented or results oriented. They would say yeah. anybody who's results oriented will be willing to do whatever it takes, right. including being a Shuffle part of manure. Yeah. Manure happened to be worldwide dream builders and, and oh, utilizing man. the Amway Avenue, but oh. it has been an absolute pleasure Yeah, having you here. Is there like, if you could, like, again, we if anybody wants to be a part of worldwide, like that's up to you. We're just sharing our experiences, but if there was one thing you would want people to know about worldwide, what would it be? It is actually a cult. Like as much as they will tell you, it is not a cult. It is 100% a cult. Yeah. And if you want to go into the process, watch like a Charles Manson documentary or wild wild country something about oh yeah like yes read about stuff like that and worldwide uses the exact same tactics they do my so my stepmom was raised mormon and what's funny is her um sister was a part of worldwide when the top crown was a single and wasn't a diamond yet that long ago yeah. Wow. So my stepmom was raised Mormon and I would tell her all these things about the board plans and what we're saying. And she would say, I know, like, she's like, that sounds like, that sounds like the Latter-day Saints church. She's like, that sounds like Mormons. And she's yeah. not Mormon anymore. I mean, she still has respect for her family who are still Mormon and, and, and yeah. just out of respect for her, I'll say, you know, I know it's not the whole religion that's bad, whatever, but yeah. absolutely. I believe that their cult-like environment is very much derived from these extremist churches and yeah. extremist cults. So oh, I think and they are not your friends. They're That's not. Thing. Like literally, if you want to prove to them that they are not your friends, like just don't make ditto for a month. Like, exactly. All it takes is one saying, month. I can't make the, it this month. Money's tight. Mm-hmm. It's like, see how they react. Absolutely. And don't go to a major function because you can't afford it or you can't yeah. afford to drive wherever it is, or you can't afford the hotel stay because they make you stay in like five-star hotels for Lord knows what freaking reason. Yeah. I never did that. I was like, I'm going to travel lodge. Yeah. They yeah. made us room together as singles oh. at a five-star hotel in Spokane for family. They reunion. had like the head hotel, like where everybody like was staying at yeah. or whatever. I would never do that. I was like, I am so cheap. Like surprisingly. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, no, I will stay at the travel lodge. It has a pool. I'm okay yeah. with that. That's all I want. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah. No, I think those are fantastic points. And we yeah. are so grateful for you to come in, to come here and speak your truth. Yeah. And uh, this is your rally, if you <laughs> I was wanted one. So I'm pretty happy. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And we would love to have you back. I'm telling awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for your time, Corey. Yeah, Where can thank they, you so much? Where can they follow us? 
You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at X's and T underscore podcast. Or for our speak out sessions, you can also email us at X's and T dot podcast at gmail.com. Yes. If you have a story to share, please share it. We are always here. You can share as much or as little information as you want. You can be anonymous. Mm -hmm. We're just here to listen and give you a voice. So thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.